So welcome to worship at Seattle Mennonite Church. We're grateful for this technology. Uh, however imperfect it is, um, it, grateful for the ways that it has allowed us to stay connected and to gather with one another on Sunday mornings for worship and throughout the week. Uh, this Sunday is our PNMC Sunday. And PNMC is Pacific Northwest Mennonite Conference. It's the regional conference to which we belong as part of Mennonite Church USA. Um, this is the weekend when we would have been hosting. We were scheduled to host all of our PNMC friends here in Seattle. Um, instead, we met by Zoom yesterday for our annual meeting and some fellowship time as well. And uh, it was a good time of connection, but sort of missing that. Um, we had a lot less planning to do in the last few months than we would have, and yet still missing that opportunity to be together in person. <clears throat> uh, our, so our worship this morning is gonna be sort of based on some of the worship resources that our executive conference minister, Catherine Pitts, shared with the conference. So there are lots of churches across the conference who will be praying some of these same prayers and hearing the same scriptures. And um, so there's things, <laughs> there's Rogue, my cat. Um, we're going to be worshiping with our, our sibling congregations across the conference. Catherine Jameson Pitts, our conference minister, chose as our worship theme, thanks be to God. And um, in her introductory comments was reflecting on 2020 being a year of so, so much upheaval and so much disruption. Um, obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, which still is ravaging our world and very specifically our country, um, parts of our state, uh, Yakima and other parts that are really getting hit. And, and then of course also this uprising for, for black lives in the wake of Derek Chauvin kneeling on the neck of George Floyd for eight minutes and 46 seconds and murdering him. Um, so state-sanctioned violence and murder um, is, is um, inviting us as a country to really confront um, and he trying to heal the deep wounds of racism in this country. And so Catherine Pitts wondered what it would look like for PNMC to be a community of gratitude together and apart in this time of disease and division and distress. How do we practice gratitude with one another? And very specifically, she pointed to Diana Butler Base, who's called gratitude an act of resistance, resilience, and renewal. So though we are separated from our sibling congregations at this time, we do give thanks to God um, who has made us one, who has made us one body seeking to follow the way of Jesus together. Regardless of where we are across the city and the state and the country, we are gathered on the lands of the First Peoples and here in Seattle, we're on the lands of the Duwamish tribe, a people that's still alive and thriving in the city. They have their home at the Longhouse. Just got an announcement this week about their gala that's going to be online. So we'll share details about that. Um, and uh, I was actually on a webinar this week about race um, that was put out by Mennonite Church USA, our denomination. And one of the panelists pointed to Seattle as a model for how to live um, in good relationship with the First Peoples of this land because of real rent, because of this movement for real rent Duwamish. Um, and Amy has put the link in the chat box. We we'll just say that it is, um, it is the monthly bill of mine that makes me the most joyous. I am glad every month to uh, pay rent to the original inhabitants of this land. As we gather for worship, we are going to sing 
Jesus be the center, um, naming the center of our community life and also the center of our conference life together, larger church. Let's sing together. Um, grabbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're long sticks to be playing chord. Jesus, be the center, be my source, be my light, Jesus. Jesus, be the center, be my hope, be my song, Jesus. Be the fire in my heart, be the wind in these sands, be the reason that I live, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, be my vision, be my path, be my guide, Jesus. Be the fire in my heart, be the wind in these sails, be the reason that I live, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, be the center, be my source, be my light, Jesus, be my source, be my light, Jesus, Jesus, We'll be called to worship by some of our SMC delegates to the Pacific Northwest Mennonite Conference annual meeting yesterday. So I invite Rebecca and Jennifer and Christy to unmute yourselves in preparation for this call to worship that we share with PNMC. Um, and Melissa and Darren were the other two who represented our congregation to that meeting. And I think Doug was also logged in, maybe others of you. For this call to worship, I invite you uh, to join in the response. <laughs> God's steadfast love endures forever. And Amy is going to lead you in that one. So Pastor Amy, let's do that once together. God's steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the author of life for God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. God has called us together with congregations spread across the, North, the Pacific Northwest. We live in cities, small towns, and rural areas. We worship in English, Spanish, French, and Swahili. We gather in groups of 10 and 200 in homes, church buildings, parks, and online. Oh, give thanks to the author of life. For God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. God has called us together with congregations spread across the Pacific Northwest. 
to be followers of Jesus. To witness to God's peace. To experience transformation by the Holy Spirit. Oh, give thanks to the author of life, for God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. God has called us together with congregations spread across the Pacific Northwest to worship today, together though apart. God hears our voice as we gather and give thanks to the God who is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. We light our peace candle each week to acknowledge that we both witness to and participate in God's vision of a just peace for all creation. And today I specifically wanna lift up our sibling congregations in the conference. We got to hear yesterday, um, each congregation sort of reflect on how they are discerning how to follow in the way of Jesus in their specific context and in these days very specifically. And so I'm praying for good discernment for each one of us and courage to follow in the way of just peace. Together, we long for a just peace, we pray for a just peace, and we choose to live for a just peace. The peace of Christ be with you all and also with you. Invite Amy to teach us some more ASL. Yes, so we've been um, we've been doing the peace of Christ be with you in ASL for a long time, um, and uh, we've also been trying to do some songs that uh, are sort of more repetitive that have a little bit of like a little bit of a bop to them and that um, we can sing without, and the past few Sundays, maybe you haven't even noticed, we've sung, um, We Will Follow Jesus. And as we've been singing that, I thought about last week how it would be nice to be able to have something to actually follow along with as we learn, uh, as we sing this song. So I looked up the ASL, how to do this song in ASL. And so it's because it's so few words, there are not a lot of signs that we need to learn. Um, so the first one is we. So we is like this. So not just me, but we around the circle. We and we'll follow. And it's sort of like with, but we're kind of like, uh, we're like pointing our thumbs in this direction. We will follow. So we will follow. And then Jesus, and I learned this one a long time ago, like a camp or something. It's you put you point to the palms of your hands. So you're sort of pointing to the places where the nails were on Jesus' hands. So Jesus. So we will follow Jesus. So there we've got our first sentence already. We will follow Jesus. So we repeat that one. We will follow. We will follow Jesus. And then everywhere he goes. So everywhere. Again, you're like sort of indicating all of this area right here. Everywhere. He goes again like we're following everywhere he goes pointing off in that direction so I'm gonna start do it from the beginning because that's all the words there are and then we just repeat that over and over again so we will follow we will follow Jesus we will follow 
everywhere he goes. Now, Michael did this song so fast last week that I had a hard time like keeping up with the actions. I got, it's like being tongue tied except for with your hands. So <clears throat> maybe that's just a heads up to you, Robin. <laughs> not quite as fast as what Michael did last week. Yeah, On the other hand, I mean, do your best. I'm gonna just sing it one time at about the speed when that I think I can do it. Okay, so uh, you sing and I will I will do the act do the um, the actions or the signs and folks who will want to follow along at home. Either you could put it in gallery view so that you can see sort of everybody and their their actions and try to focus on my hands. I'm gonna probably make mistakes. Um, or you can pin my video. I'm not sure if that will, I'm not sure if that will help, but then you can sort of see me and Robin hopefully at the same time. Um, even if you're in, uh, even if you're in speak with you. So let's try it and see what happens. We will follow, we will follow Jesus. We will follow everywhere he goes. We I'm assuming that I'm up. No, scripture. Sorry, nope. We, uh, sorry, that took me a moment. Um, uh, we are now going to share a video. This is a six-minute video that um, all of our sibling congregations are watching this morning. Um, and it, it, watch for us, because we're in it. Um, but it was put together by the conference office. And so this will just kind of give you a sense of who is church with us in this region. So now I am going to share my screen. And we're going to first meet up with Catherine Jameson Pitts, who is our executive conference minister. Here we go. Greetings to the congregations of the Pacific Northwest Mennonite Conference. I'm Catherine Jameson Pitts, the executive conference minister. Our conference is made up of 29 congregations scattered across a vast and beautiful geography from Oregon. Washington, Idaho, Montana, and Alaska. Our congregations worship in urban areas and rural. We have small churches and large. We worship in English, in Spanish, and in French. We meet in homes and parks and, of course, in church buildings. As a network of faith communities, we seek to connect Anabaptist congregations 
with the leaders, skills, and resources they need to be authentic witnesses to Christ in their communities. We help congregations through pastoral transitions and in planning for their future. We provide opportunities for both lay leaders and pastors to gain new skills and to strengthen their ministries. We do this by working together, learning from one another, and sharing with each other. We are one of 16 area conferences that make up Mennonite Church USA, and so we draw on the resources of the Mennonite Church from using Mennomedia publications to encourage faith formation for all ages, to joining the Corinthian plan to provide insurance for pastors. We partner with Mennonite Mission Network to host young people in service adventure and commission others to work in Jesus' name around the world. Through Mennonite Health Agency, retirement communities in our area learn and share with others across the country. We send young people to Mennonite colleges and receive pastors who have studied in our seminaries. Our congregations also participate in wider Mennonite organizations, contributing to the relief, development, and peacemaking work of Mennonite Central Committee. We support camps in Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. Our past is archived by the Pacific Northwest Mennonite Historical Society. PNMC congregations engage with partners in our communities as well, working with others to provide food for the hungry, to care for those without homes, to work for justice, to speak to the particular needs of the places we live. Congregations in our conference are different in some ways. Our styles of worship, our cultural contexts, the programs we offer, but we are similar in many others. We like to play together, to pray together, to nurture our children and youth, to serve our communities, to grow in following Jesus. And we especially like to eat together. This year we experienced a dramatic and unexpected change in our church lives as the COVID pandemic emerged in our communities and the spread of the coronavirus meant that we had to find new ways to meet. Congregations learned to use new tools, video conferencing, live streaming, uploading videos, and as we learned those skills, the reach of our congregations grew. Congregations that had long ago abandoned a traditional Wednesday night prayer meeting found themselves praying together regularly over Zoom. Gardeners and crafters demonstrated their gifts on Facebook Live. Sunday school and Bible studies continued in a new format. Singing to the ill or grieving happened from afar. Drive-by fellowship was invented. Worship services grew to include those who lived far away and those nearby who had stopped coming to church. We now find ourselves in another unexpected and dramatic moment that calls on the church to change. In a time of widespread societal reaction to the racism deeply embedded in our culture and our church and ourselves, we are invited to act. 
Some of us may march. Some study new things. Some pray. Some write laments. Some sit and listen deeply. And again, we are blessed by our connections to each other in PNMC and by the resources provided by Mennonite Church USA to help us engage the current times as God's people. In a year when things around us have shifted in ways we could not predict, we have discovered that we have much to be grateful for. God continues to work in our lives and in the lives of our congregations and communities. God blesses us with connections and resources. God gives us strength and courage to do new things and grow as new creations. God's love never fails. The congregations of the Pacific Northwest Mennonite Conference are a people who have committed to follow Jesus, to witness to God's peace, to experience transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit. May we be people who live out those commitments in many and varied ways across our vast and beautiful geography so that Christ might be glorified in all we do and say. Amen. Amen, and may it be so. We'll hear our scripture now this morning. Um, some excerpts from Psalm 9 and 10 from Kareth and Candace. Good morning, everyone. Um, a couple of notes on the scripture reading this morning. Psalm 9 and 10 are a pair. One, a prayer of lament, and the other, a prayer of thanksgiving. They were written to go together, uh, and we will hear excerpts from both. Also, Hashem is a Hebrew name for God, meaning the name, uh, and commonly used by Jews and other lovers of Hebrew scriptures whenever the name of God appears in the text. I will praise you, Hashem, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, Most High. For you, Hashem, are a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you have never forsaken those who seek you, Hashem. The nations have fallen into the pit they dug. The net they set caught their own feet. In passing sentence, you are manifest. You are known, Hashem, for your just judgment. The violent are trapped by the works of their own hands. They lost. Arise, Hashem. Don't let them be victorious. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Hashem, and let the nations know that they are only human. They lost. And this is from Psalm 10. Why do you stand aloof, Adonai? Why do you seem to hide yourself in times of trouble? The violent arrogantly pursue the weak and catch them in craftily designed schemes. Their victims are crushed. They collapse and fall. They collapse and fall under their oppressor's strength. But the violence only say, 
God has forgotten, or God is looking the other way and will never see this. Wake up, Hashem. Oh God, lift up your hand. Don't forget those who are helpless. But you do see. You see every trouble, every cause for grief. You ponder it and take it into your hand. The helpless commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the orphan. Break the arm of the violent and the evildoer. Seek out corruption till you find no more. Hashem, you hear the desire of the meek. You strengthen their hearts and bend your ear to them to do justice to the orphan and the oppressed so that those born of earth may strike terror no more. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks Thank be you, God. God. There is uh, a little toddler named Gray on the internet who has broken through the urgency of activism on the internet right now, at least in my, in my internet scroll, broken through this urgency and like just the intensity with joy and gratitude. This little TikTok, this little um, toddler's mama has a TikTok account named um, called Gray and Mama. I'm not on TikTok, um, but internet will be internet. And so I, I found this uh, this little video, and this little this little guy, uh, his just absolute joy and delight every time he's handed uh, a bowl of something or a plate or a charcuterie board or a spring roll is just like, thank you, mama. Thank you, mama. Like there's this whole compilation of this little child just saying, thank you, mama. Thank you, mama. And then there's one where he's wearing Black Lives Matter shirt and he says, thank you, auntie. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Thank you. And it's just like so, so delightful. I watched it so many times. There is something about that very sort of simple, delighted, joyful expression of gratitude that is just so compelling and he's so adorable. Um, and it's sort of that expression of joy that I hear at the very beginning of Psalm 9, that wholehearted, I give thanks with my whole heart. Sort of that's how I see the spirit of this psalmist in the beginning of the psalm. Uh, this psalm begins as many psalms do, grounded in love and praise and a spirit of joy and gratitude for our creator. But the psalmist doesn't stay very long in that simple expression of gratitude. There's a progression between these two psalms, as there is in the psalms sort of overall. The first, as, um, as Megan, Megan maybe it was Candace, somebody said, these two psalms go together and one is lament and one is thanksgiving. Um, but even this psalm of gratitude in Psalm 9, um, though it remains mostly with thanks, it's a complex thanks. It's a complex expression of gratitude. The writer has experienced hardship and pain and oppression, and God has been present throughout those experiences. And God's hand has been uh, holding the writer in the stumbling and the oppressive forces. And yet the movement, like from the end of that psalm into the beginning of the next, and um, 
forgot to post the link, but I'll post the link to the song so that you can read them yourself. And surely um, they'll be they'll go out in our in our um, in our information and in emails this week. There's there's a movement from one psalm into the next that's just plead. It's just straight pleading God. It's lament and pleading to God. Rise up, Lord. Let the nations be judged. Why do you stand so far away? So what began with very childlike delight shifts to a very worldly awareness of injustice and oppression. And like the psalmist, we may feel sometimes like we catch a little glimpse of delight, like we catch a glimpse of joy in a moment with nature, in time with a loved one, in the distraction of a well-written novel. That's my form of escapism in addition to internet toddlers. Uh, but we're surrounded by that urgency and intensity of in injustice. And we join the psalmist in crying out, rise up, God, do not forget the oppressed. With the psalmist, we see the wicked and the greedy, and we see them seeking out their own advantage, ignoring or accepting or being silent in the face of iniquity because it serves them, believing they will not be held to account. So when Catherine shared the theme for this uh, PNMC weekend a few weeks ago, saying that throughout this tumultuous time, she continues to see ways to be grateful. I have to admit, I was a little, at least to myself, like, really, like, a little simplistic, maybe, a little trite. Um, and in fact, I, I was, and I still often feel that longing and the rage, the rage of the psalmist who's crying out to God to break the arm of evildoers. I feel so sad and angry and rageful at Black lives that are cut short and at the utter disregard shown by our government, even encouragement. Um, but rage is not sustainable. Um, and this needs to be a sustainable movement. If we truly want the wickedness of racism, of disease, of inequity to be broken, so where can I find gratitude? Gratitude that's not that simple, joyful delight, although that is also good. There is goodness in that. But a gratitude um, and even joy of belonging to a community, not only like this one, like all of your faces that I see on my screen, but of our PNMC family. In fact, I was heartened and grateful to be with many others within PNMC yesterday who were uh, naming the ways that they're engaging with um, this current moment of racial like awareness, like awakening for many white folks at least, um, and to connect with other people that I did not know in conference when we were put in small groups and able to have those kinds of conversations. I find hope and gratitude in the uprising and awakening itself. I find gratitude for the swell and the momentum that does feel different than before. I'm grateful for folks who are training in nonviolent action and holding space for protest. I'm grateful that our denomination is taking the issue of police and prison abolition seriously. 
which they never have before. I'm grateful for the leaders of our denomination who are doing that. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for all of you who are holding this together with me. Last year, when we did a series on the Psalms over the summer, we talked about the movement in the Psalms from orientation to disorientation to reorientation. These two Psalms reflect that movement in a microcosm. We begin with that simple thanks. We feel the shaky disorientation of the world unsettled, wronged, distant from our creator. But then the psalmist comes back to a place of confidence. God is present and God is active. And God is on the side of the oppressed. God will not abandon us. And in that, I too can be grateful. When we follow Jesus, when we follow the person who is so grounded in rooting out oppression, we are accompanied by the one who does justice for the orphan and for the oppressed. So that from those from the earth may strike terror no more. So yes, we will be angry. We will be angry and we will be sad and we will rage. And yes, absolutely, the forces and the rulers of injustice will try to undo us. But we, we are we. We are together and we are with God and we need not fear. Thanks be to God. Or, thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. As you said, we at the end, we are we. I just came back to your ASL sign. So invite others to just feel in your body the we. Whew. So let us pray together, church. And in this prayer, we will be joining our sibling congregations across the region. And if you have um, specific petitions that you would like to have included in our prayer, you may put those in the chat box and, and we will speak those prayers aloud as well. Let's pray together. Whew. God, giver of life and hope and love. God, the one we turn to with our tears and our thanksgivings. We come to you this morning together with all the congregations who call ourselves the Pacific Northwest Mennonite Conference, and we have much to lament and to confess in these days. We lament that we cannot gather as a conference of congregations this weekend and confess that we have not always worked to develop relationships with each other. We lament the disruption in our ways of being church and connecting with each other and confess that we have often done only what was easy and traditional for us. We lament the death of over 100,000 killed by the coronavirus in our country, including our own brother from the Jerusalem congregation, Jimmy. And we confess that we have not shared the burden of disease nor of access to health care. We lament the racial violence done to black bodies by forces we support with our money and confess that we have been silent for too long, ignoring the reality of racism in our own lives. 
We lament the rise in unemployment and bankruptcies in our nation and confess that we have not given from our treasure to care for the needy. Hear our cries of grief and our words of repentance and grant to us your grace. Surprise us with your grace and healing, O God, that we might find ourselves being made whole and turn to find you in thanksgiving. We do have much to be thankful for in these days. We give thanks for your spirit blowing a fresh wind through our lives, through our churches, through our streets, and we are grateful for your invitation to move with that wind. We give thanks for old relationships given new life as we worship online. And we are grateful for new relationships fostered by creative ways of engaging. We give thanks for opportunities to share our wealth in mutual aid and our privilege in confronting power with truth. And we are grateful for strength when we falter. We give thanks for companions on our journey, for the network of care you have woven between our congregations, for the resources of our denomination, and we are grateful that we are not alone. Hear now some of the prayers of this congregation gathered in your name. We pray for Rita's friend, Mary, whose 16-year-old grandchild, B.B., who is non-binary, took their own life on Monday. Mary and her son, Andy, B.B.'s father, are heartbroken. Surround B.B.'s family with your care and your comfort and create communities of affirmation and care for all young people who are discovering and growing into their gender identities. We pray for Nancy's 85-year-old uncle, Sam Chupp, who just tested positive for COVID-19 this week in Arizona. He has been sent from the hospital home, and we pray for your mercy, O oh God. We offer continued prayers for Ron Darlene, Samuel's father, for Sarah Augustine, both who are at home now recovering from surgeries. Bless those healing journeys. Oh God, we celebrate the arrival of Jonathan Everett Wasley Williams, born Thursday night to Caitlin and Zach on his great-grandmother's 85th birthday. Whew, just shy of four pounds and seven weeks early, he's going to be in the NICU for a while to refine his breathing skills and plump up a bit. And we are thrilled that both Caitlin and little Jonathan are doing well. We pray for them and for Zach as they all find their way together. With Elizabeth, we pray for her cousin Gina, who lost her grown son Basilio to COVID this week in Arizona. Christ have mercy. With Annalena, we pray for Magnus and family. He's going to Tacoma tomorrow to see if he will qualify for an experimental treatment for Dravet syndrome. With Rebecca and Boaz, we pray for her friend who's considering international travel to be with her mother who stopped eating or talking and maybe in her last days. Oh, God have mercy. 
With Thelma, we remember the Hopi congregation in Kaikotes Movi in Hopi land. With Samuel Darlene, we pray for his family as they await prognosis and treatment plan for his father tomorrow. And with Ruth, we offered continued prayers for her friend and his wife who are recovering from the kidney transplant. And again, with Anna Lena, we pray for their daughter, Caitlin and family. They're having a hard time finding a flight out of China due to the fact that Ruby Jane is a Chinese citizen, their new little daughter, Ruby Jane. We pray together, oh God, across the miles in the hope that we might be made one, in the faith that you walk with us, and surrounded by the love made known to us by Jesus the Christ. May we be the church for one another and for the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We are grateful for the gifts that each of you offer to our congregation, both monetary gifts and many other gifts of time and expertise and care and wisdom and uh, attention to documents and finances and all the many and varied gifts that are collected in this congregation. We are grateful. We're grateful for the means to collect our offerings digitally and we bless the work that these gifts do to support our church ministries. And specifically to name, today I wanna name um, the ways in which we show up to do our part to support the work of Pacific Northwest Mennonite Conference and to support our conference minister, Catherine Jameson Pitts. That is part of what our offerings allow us to do. And now as we prepare to close our time of worship, let's sing together, My Life Flows On, and Robin is going to lead us. My life flows on in endless song above earth's lamentation. I catch the sweet though far off hymn that hails a new creation. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging since love is Lord of heaven and earth. How can I keep from singing? Through all the tumult and the strife, I hear that music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging, since love is Lord of heaven and earth. How can I keep from singing? What though my joys and comforts die, the Lord my Savior liveth. What though the darkness gather round, Songs in the night he giveth. No storm can take my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging, since love is Lord of heaven and earth. 
how can I keep from singing? The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. All things are mine since I am his. How can I keep from singing? No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since love is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Friends, receive this benediction. As God's people spread across the Pacific Northwest, go with gratitude, go with peace, go with courage. Thanks be to God.